When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you going to teach us anything or are we just going to sit here? Just do whatever you want. I want to learn from my teacher. Besides that. Freddie... What do you like to do? I don't know. Burn stuff? Just go out and have recess. My parents don't spend $15,000 a year for recess. What, you want to learn something? Yes, I do. What, you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? All right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone, and he's burning down the Amazon, and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV! So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up! You're listening to The Hook Rocks with Jay Scott, and I'm Jordan from Them Evil.
Good afternoon, everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. Spring is upon us. The weather is great. The, the grass is green. The leaves are growing. And hopefully the numbers continue to get better here with COVID-19. I know we've had a little bit of a jump in the numbers. Hopefully that's just temporary. And hopefully more positive news will be coming. Because let's face it, we all want to get out and about go to live shows, do whatever we do under normal circumstances. Who knows what those circumstances will be, but let's keep positive thoughts and vibes out there so we can all get back to doing the things we love and do, which is live music for me. That's number one. And, you know, anything else that you guys do. So let's keep our fingers crossed. All right. And we're always here for you to offer an escape, talking music, music commentary, exposing you to new artists and bands and we have one here today for you and that is sydney sherwood from new jersey what's going on sydney how are you good how are you i'm doing great um just kind of uh i enjoyed a little bit of the weather it was uh, nice and warm and now it's back to cold but other than that i'm doing great yeah no it's um you know it's always a sign of positivity when you uh you know when the weather is getting better it just adds a little jump in everyone's step and a lot more positivity more happiness you know because you're the sun is shining and you're able to get out and about exactly yeah yesterday was april fools and i was like okay is the weather going to get back to warm because we were you know we were at like 60 degrees and i was like oh this is awesome i was sitting outside and then today we're back to 30 so i'm like all right april fools is over (laughs) let's get the warm (laughs) weather you know up and rolling again Well, we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest on the podcast, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you? For me, um, it was the band Daughtry. Um, And, you know, ever ever since I was young, I really loved music, and my parents really exposed me to a wide variety of music and a bunch of different genres, but Daughtry is the one band that really made me want to become a musician. And, you know, I would watch them and, and even before I knew how to play guitar, I would pretend like I knew and play along to their songs. And they really inspired me to become a musician. And it's just really crazy how that all came full circle because now I'm working with um, Brian Craddock, who is the guitarist for Daughtry. So it was a dream come true. And, they were the main reason why I started, um, you know, pursuing music and singing and playing guitar. And now I get to work with somebody from the band. So it's really awesome. That is awesome. How, you know, in terms of influence, how did Daughtry, you know, spawn your journey into music? You know, I mean, what made you want to pick up, you know, a guitar or start to sing and get on stage and perform? I think it was, you know, I feel like the story of the band, too, you know, how Chris started on American Idol and then, you know, he didn't even win. And he, um, you know, the band was created. And I don't know, I, you know, I can't really put a finger on it on why they were so influential for me. But I think it was just because of how, you know, maybe genuine they all were, you know, and, and how they all had such a passion for music. And I really love rock. And, and that was kind of my my entry into that world. And it's even interesting now, you know, when I sing things, I'm like, oh, that might sound how Chris would sing it, you know, because they were such a huge influence on me. But, you know, I can't really pinpoint um, 
a moment where I was like, yeah, this is exactly like, you know, this, this was, they were my influence. You know, I feel like for me, it's more of just witnessing their passion for music and their story and how they got started. And that kind of inspired me. But, um, you know, I've had a bunch of different influences, but they have to be my main ones for sure. And as far as songwriting goes, you know, writing music, there's always the evolution of the artist that we talk about frequently on this show. You know, it starts, you know, with being inspired and being hooked into the music. Then usually after that, an instrument starts to, you know, influence you and you start to play the instrument and learn the instrument. And then there's the songwriting aspect of it where you're starting to put pen to paper and write lyrics that have meaning to you. Was there a song, was there a performer that inspired you the most in terms of writing style, in terms of writing music? For me, um, especially with this record, uh, with Headspace, um, you know, I really kind of took a look at uh, how Scott Staff of Creed writes. I really love how poetic he is and how he has all these hidden meanings in his songs and that kind of really inspired me and we wanted to make this record kind of more of like a creative write. I'm usually a very literal writer. So working with Brian is really cool because I get to see a different side of songwriting uh, and learning from him has been amazing. But I feel like for me, Scott Stapp was a huge influence just because of how he writes and, and how meaningful all of the lyrics are and nothing is misplaced. And um, I really, I really took inspiration from that, especially for this record. But when it comes to writing, you know, on my own stuff, the process for me changes every time. Sometimes I'll start with my instrument. Sometimes I'll start with lyrics. But um, again, Brian has really been great at helping me kind of navigate through songwriting and finding different ways to accomplish my goals of songwriting. And uh, it's been a blast. But yeah, definitely Scott Staff was a huge influence for me for this record, for sure. When you're writing music, do you write about situations that you've that have happened to you do you write about observations that you see other people take part in where, where do you find most of your inspiration for me it's definitely a lot about my own life and what I've been through and that's that's kind of my biggest thing with music is writing story songs and writing songs that are about what I've been through that might hopefully help and encourage other people and a huge inspiration for me from my writing is my battle with anxiety and depression and PTSD and how, how all of that has affected me. And I feel like that's, that's one of my main inspirations when it comes to writing is digging from that place. And it's really nice because, you know, something that I've been through that has been traumatic, I get to put into a song and then it kind of takes the weight off the situation for me. And it allows me to express those emotions in a different way that I may not have been able to do before. So for me, I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes through what I've been through in my life. Um, and uh, I feel like that's what I write about mostly. The new song Creep is about anxiety. And you were able to tap into what that's like and hopefully create an understanding with people who may not have ever dealt with anxiety or maybe they don't know that they have anxiety. What was that like when you were writing that song and going through that process? Yeah, so it's it's very interesting because when I went into the studio to write that, um, I really didn't have a any intention to write a song about anxiety. Um, I was like, you know, I'd rather not. And the song really allowed me to open up as an artist and as a songwriter and to be able to share things that people may not have necessarily known about me and, and to share those details in that song. But 
the process, you know, we really wanted to make sure that the song kind of captured what I had gone through. Um, but again, like you said, you know, kind of being an answer for other people and then also allowing people who may not understand what it's like to experience a panic attack or have depression or have anxiety and to kind of give them an inside look on what it's like for people who really go through it. And that writing process, I feel like that's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. Um, just because of how meaningful it was and, and the, the details that we put it in about my own personal experience. And it was an interesting write, like I said, because I didn't go in, um, you know, really expecting to write a song about anxiety, but it's one of my favorite songs to date. When you're tapping into something like that and you're writing about that type of situation or things that you've experienced, you've got to, you, know, you have to relive it and you have to be in the moment and you have to take from what you dealt with during those times or dealt with when you're dealing with something like anxiety. What is that like for you? Like to, to have that vulnerability to get inside your, your mind again and deal with something that maybe wasn't pleasant for you or in the case of anxiety, something that is ongoing and having to express that. Yeah. It's funny, you know, because sometimes initially it's a little bit scary for me to kind of go back and put those details about things that I've been through into songs and, and kind of think back to where I was in that exact moment and how, um, you know, lost I felt and how like deep in depression I felt. Sometimes it is a little bit scary because I never know, what kind of emotions that that's going to bring up. But it's funny because as soon as I write the song and really start singing it and diving into it and figuring out where I want the song to go, it's kind of like a release for me. Um, so, you know, pretty to go about my anxiety and, and what I've been through with it and be super vulnerable and share things about yourself that people may not have known. But after I go through the writing process and go through the recording process, it really is a release for me. So even though it might be scary at first kind of diving into all of that and bringing those emotions back up, it allows me to kind of pack it away, which is which is one of my favorite things about songwriting, you know. If I feel a certain way that I, uh, like I said, again, wouldn't be able to really express through words or through how I'm feeling, I could put it into songwriting. So it allows me to kind of take the weight off that situation and pack it away and give it a new meaning, or a happier meaning, you know, that I was able to turn it into music, which is something that I love. As far as one of the great things about songwriting is the artist has a therapeutic process when they're writing about something that they've experienced, whether it's happy, sad, makes you angry, whatever the case is. That ability to tap into those emotions then kind of moves across the, you know, the grid, so to speak, to capture the audience that's listening. And the audience, the person can connect with it and can feel what you're trying to say. And it can also give a voice to someone who may not be able to articulate what they're feeling, but a song can. You see that with poetry. You see that with other forms of communication that, you know, those that maybe struggle to define what they're going through or what they've been through find in music and find in writings that, you know, they can express themselves through someone else's experience how what is that like for you do you ever think about that in terms of how that that emotion is transferred to another person that you're writing or that about a song that you wrote about yeah that's one of that's one of the most like crazy feelings for me is is especially when i release creep and, and seeing the feedback and, and hearing people say 
wow, you know, this is awesome. I never thought about people who struggle, you know, with anxiety like this. You know, I never, I never thought to think that this is how it actually felt or, you know, oh, wow, this song really touched me and I'm sending it to a friend who also struggles with the same thing. I mean, it was really crazy to see a song that I wrote about my personal experience and how it helped other people or how it made other people think more about the issue of mental health. And, and, you know, I mean, that is one of my favorite things about being a musician is seeing how people interpret the music and seeing how people use it um, in their own life and how they make it have meaning in their own life. And like I said, that is one of the like most humbling and, and just really awesome feeling to see when people take my music and they and use it as their own. I mean, it's really, there's really nothing better than that for me. When you're creating with other people, you mentioned that you know you're creating with the guitarist from Daughtry, and you're you know you're making music. When you're involving someone else, you know into that process, how do you collaborate? What are you comfortable with when you're doing that? For me, you know, I I always like to kind of already have that feeling of, of peace and comfort with the person that I'm working with, and Brian definitely. Um, is one of those people that I feel 100% comfortable working with. And, and I, for me, you know, when, when I'm writing about a heavy subject matter, I like to trust the person that I'm collaborating with to make sure that they understand the vision and they understand kind of what I've been through and, and, and why I want to write about what I write about. And he always understood that. So for me, a huge thing is trust. And I really have to trust the person that I'm working with in order to kind of let them into you know, that world of especially anxiety and depression. And for me, you know, I just feel like um, working with Brian has been such a pleasure. And he is one of the people that, again, like I said, I feel totally comfortable kind of letting into that world of, of my mind, you know, and kind of what I'm thinking and, and what it was like to go through what I went through. So I always have to have that trust in people. And it's not always easy for me. But once you find the right people, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing to work with everybody that I've worked with and um, how, you know, they even helped me in the process as well. And they've helped me kind of reveal details about myself that I wouldn't have maybe done before for the purpose of creative songwriting. So it's really awesome. When you are collaborating with other people, how do you decide who to collaborate with? I mean, obviously, they've got to have an interest in your music, and they've got to be, you know, a a proponent of what you're trying to do. And when you are collaborating, do you look for people that are helping you pull things out of you, or are you looking for people that will enhance what you have recorded and what you've written? I feel like it's kind of a mix of both, you know. I like for people that I'm working with to kind of see the vision and, and what I want to accomplish, but I'm a really huge collaborative person. I love to kind of work on things with people because I like to see their take on things and not just kind of what I feel, but how they feel about the music and how should this part go and maybe we should add another verse here, you know. I really like collaborating with other people because, it gets me out of my own head and, and kind of like what I'm focused on. And it helps me see different perspectives of, okay, you know, maybe the listener wants to hear this instead of this. And I, I really do love, you know, collaborating with other people because it allows me to see those different views. And that's been one of my favorite parts about even working on this record headspace, you know, being able to work with different people has been awesome because I feel like it was just me maybe I wouldn't do some of the things that I did on the record. So it's really cool to work with people, and I really love doing collaborations of that sort. 
when you think back in the in the last year and all the experiences that we may have missed and the way we had to live life, you know, for the last 12 months because of the pandemic, how did you stay creative? I feel like the biggest way that I stayed creative um, was recording the record. You know, we recorded Creep uh, February, so one month before the pandemic happened, which was crazy. And, you know, March, everything went crazy. So for me, I mean, I recorded the record from March until I would say like early fall. So that whole time it allowed me to be super creative because I was constantly working on music and I'm really thankful that I had music in that time period because it was a very kind of isolating and lonely time for everybody not being able to leave their house and, you know, having to quarantine and stuff like that. So that really allowed me to be creative, you know, writing weekly and recording weekly. That was probably one of my favorite things because, you know, also if the pandemic never happened, I'm not saying that I, you know, uh, I, I'm saying that, you know, oh, yeah, I wish the pandemic happened now. I, you know, I wouldn't wish that again because it really has been a really hard time for a lot of people, but it allowed me to be super creative and it allowed me to create this record, which I love and, and spend time, so much time doing something that I love with music. When you are, you know, recording music during a situation like this, I mean, this is an unknown moment in history where no one has ever experienced this and those that have you know, was were decades ago, and and based on the times, it's it's nowhere near what it's like, or the magnitude of what happened back in whenever is applicable to now. And you're doing that, and you're recording music, and you're able to go find a bubble to live in, kind of find yourself to insulate you and what you're doing, and create being creative. When you are in that situation, and you are making music, do you find that? because of what's happening in the outside world, your tone and the music you're making is different because of what you're absorbing with your mind and your eyes? I think that it's definitely a little bit different. I feel like this whole time has kind of given everybody a perspective change and, and a different viewpoint on a lot of things in life. And it's definitely giving me a lot to write about. You know, this has been a really crazy time. I think almost everything that could have happened has happened, you know, whether that be good or bad this year. And I feel like a lot of it was more on the negative side. So it definitely did change things a little bit. And, and it's, it's interesting to see kind of, you know, how relevant a lot of the music we wrote in the time period, you know, and, and a lot of people are really struggling. And I know, you know, even in like part of the pandemic when it was really bad, when everybody had to home. And I mean, you know, I feel like for a lot of people, again, it was a super difficult time and kind of seeing how the music took on our roles maybe encourage people was really cool. And it definitely changed my point a little bit, especially with the writing process and the recording process. Normally, I would do it somewhere else. You know, I would do it at a producer's house or studio and stuff like that. But this one I did all in my own home. So that definitely gave me a different view too. But in terms of the music, I feel like, you know, when you're recording in a time like this, it's a little bit different, but um, I feel like I hope that the music that we created during this time helps some people because I feel like some of it is definitely applicable to what's going on right now. Sure. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to be creative when you are not living life how you normally would live it because you're not experiencing things as you go about your day. And when, you know, something like this happens and you're basically home the majority of the time, and in your case, you know, also recording music, 
it does affect because you're, the only life you're living is what you're, what you're seeing on the news and, and what you're able to read about certain situations, but you're not necessarily out and about and experiencing life. With that change, you know, that drastic change that everyone's used to, was it hard for you to adapt to that? I feel like, for me, not not so much, just because I'm I'm a person that normally um, doesn't go out much unless it has to do with music, you know. So I feel like I'm always home, and it wasn't really that much of a big difference. And and in some ways, I kind of enjoyed it because it allowed me to be creative. And normally, I'm go go go, you know, with school and and work and other things but this kind of allowed me to sit back and really reflect and create music that I really love and and it was a rush process and I didn't have to put it on the back burner because it was my focus during the pandemic so it wasn't really that hard for me again because I feel like I'm so used to being home but it was a really great time for me to focus on what I love most with music and it allowed me to create something that you know I may not have had time to do if there wasn't a pandemic which I think was one of the biggest blessings even though this was a terrible time um being creative was one thing that really helped me so it was awesome you were recording music for the album during the pandemic and you know once that's done and it's finished you've got to decide whether to release it whether you know what to do with do you pause the release and you know most artists such as yourself decided to maybe hang on to it a little bit, make make sure that it's a better time to release the music. What was your thought process with that? You know, obviously the, the COVID-19 pandemic impacts that, but, you know, was that mostly why you just decided to le- release the EP this past February? It was it was hard, you know. A lot of artists were, were in the same position because, you know, touring is a huge factor for, a lot of musicians and it's almost like releasing an album seems kind of like counterproductive when you can't tour and you can't share that music physically with everybody, you know, and playing a live show. But, you know, we had waited to see, okay, maybe we'll release it in the summer and maybe we'll release it in the fall. Um, but, you know, we were like, you know what, let's give it a full year and see and see where it goes. And we were like March and, and well, February, the end of February, seems like a great moment to release it. And, Again, this year, everything is just so unprecedented. So trying to figure out a time to release it was very difficult. But we set a date and we're like, you know, we're not going to prolong it anymore. We're going to release it. And it might really help people who are going through this, you know, time right now. And and I think, again, it was such a hard thing to navigate for a lot of artists to try and figure out when they were going to release the project. But for us, it was just kind of like, all right, let's release it because we're really excited about it and we want to see what kind of impact it has, especially now when everything is still so locked down and there is no live music. What is that next step for you? I mean, are you planning on doing stuff this year? I mean, obviously there's still a lot of unknown because we don't know, you know, what will happen here in the next few months are, are very important. But do you have some sort of idea or a plan in place of how you will get the music that you've recorded out to the people? Yeah, so I um, I feel like I'm kind of in a in an interesting stage right now i'm starting to travel a little bit more and and i was in nashville recently working on another project and for me i just feel like you know i want to keep up with writing music and releasing and and recording and um you know we were really kind of my family and i were kind of scared to travel in the beginning but it seems 
pretty okay now. So I feel like I'm getting out a little bit more and, and doing more with music. You know, leaving to go to Nashville was the first time I left in a year. So um, eventually I hope, I'm, you know, I'm in New Jersey and the lockdown is still pretty strict here. So I'm hoping that the summer kind of lifts some of those restrictions and I can get out and play more live music. I'm hoping that more venues open up and, and allow for that. But for me, it's just basically continuing to release and, and record and, and write and hopefully getting to play live shows. But yeah, I'm really hoping the summertime kind of allows for a little bit more of that. Well, you know, it, it is interesting because th- there's still a lot of things that we need to you know overcome. I know there's been some smaller tours that have been announced, but like last year, you know, dates kept being released and then getting pushed back and postponed and even canceled. So there's still, yeah. you know, a lot that we don't know and how that's going to impact. I do think at some point, though, there will be live music this year at some point, whether that's late summer, early fall, you know, late fall into early winter. You know, I, I do believe that it will begin at some point. I know there's shows that are scheduled here at smaller places, but it remains to be seen whether those will actually happen. When you're doing that and you have to go out and tour, are you going to be, you know, doing acoustic sets by yourself or do you have a band that you are ready to go with? Well, you know, touring is actually something that I've never done before. I've played shows before, you know, in my tri-state area and, and you know, in Jersey, but I haven't actually went on tour. And it's kind of one of my dreams and I would love to do that eventually and, and I do have, um, you know, my band that I play with here in New Jersey when I play shows. But um, I feel like, you know, touring is a whole different animal, and I cannot wait to explore that hopefully soon, you know. Um, so when it comes to that point, then I feel like I'll be able to, you know, assess, like, okay, how's it going to go? Because, again, that's something so new to me. I've never done it before. But hopefully I can do that soon, and I can try that out and experience that because I know that, I mean, I love live music and I love concerts and I'm a huge concert goer. My mom and I, that's one of our favorite things to do together. So I would love to experience that and actually like, you know, give somebody that experience, which is really cool. So again, I'm hoping that that's very soon, but never done touring before. So I'm excited to see what that's like eventually. And again, is that going to be, I mean, have you, what, in terms of thought process and, you know, what you're planning on doing, is it going to be, you know, just you, or, or do you plan on having a band with you when you tour? I would say definitely with a band, for sure. When you're doing that, and you're selecting, you know, musicians, you know, to, to tour, and you're, you're under, you know, the, the, curtain, the current, you know, times that we are in, it's got to be hard to, you know, hang on to musicians because, you know, they may have to get another job. I mean, I've talked to a couple musicians you know, who have said, I've been doing this for 30 some years. I don't know what I'm else I'm qualified to do. And I don't know how much longer I can live off the money that I've made because we don't know when we're going to be touring again. Have you, I mean, you've been in Nashville. There's all these musicians in Nashville that, you know, are working musicians and, and whatnot. What have you heard? I mean, is that pretty much the consensus for, for a lot of people that, Hey, you know, we need to get back to something soon because this is, really tough on families and tough on myself or tough on people. What have you experienced with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been rough. Uh, you know, a lot of the musicians that I work with and that I know, you know, being a, just being a musician didn't cut it during this time, you know, like they had to pick up other jobs and, 
they have to find other ways to make it work because if music is your really sole career, you know, during the time of the especially when live shows is such a big part of music and it's such a big part of income for musicians. So it was definitely um, interesting to see during this time how it affected different people. You know, like I said, I mean, I saw some people picking up like four extra jobs in addition to music just to try and make it. And yeah, it was just a really, I mean, it's such an unfortunate thing because I think music should be a career you can, you know, really make a life out of, you know, because it is passion for some people and some people are just so talented and they love it and they put their all into it and during a time like this they weren't even able to kind of you know profit off of what they love uh and it was hard it was definitely hard for a lot of people and like i said i mean i saw a lot of people picking up like three or four extra jobs just to make it work so it definitely wasn't an easy time for sure getting back to the ep and recording this music when you are making an ep and you're selecting songs to put on the album, put on the EP. How do you go by that? How do you select that? Do you do you have a certain amount that you're going in the studio with or do you have a lot of material to work with and then it's just a selection process? This one was uh, definitely a different process. My first record, I had songs already and I just kind of like pieced them together. But this one was really more of a creative project. We just kind of wrote until we felt like the record was complete. So every single song, with the exception of one, uh, which was Let Me Down, was written um, by me and Brian. And we just sat down weekly and wrote songs, and we wrote until we felt like the rest was finished. And it was a different process for me, but it was really cool because we got to, like, basically do everything in real time. And rather than just taking a thing and recording it, we got to write and experience the process of writing together, which was really cool. That is really cool. I mean, because, you know, you're you're collaborating and you're writing at the same time and, you know, you're hopefully making the material that maybe you've demoed and written even better, right? I mean, because that's what you want. You want it to be the best product that you're putting out there. With everything that's going on, Definitely. what yeah, what is the next step for, for you, Sydney, in terms of more music? Obviously, there's still a lot of unknown that we talked about. We don't know when live music is going to come back. But do you have plans to record more since the EP has come out? Oh, definitely. I, like I said, I was in Nashville. I just did a um, collaboration with one of my friends in Nashville. Um, we actually met on American Idol, me and Cajun, and he's a country artist. So we just did a duet together. And I don't have an official date of when that will be out yet, but I just did that collaboration and that duet. And then um, I'm going to be winding up um, going back to Nashville uh, soon again to record. So definitely more music is in the future, and I don't plan on stopping. And you know, I had a year in between my last release and this release, and I definitely don't plan on doing that again. I plan on constantly releasing and and making it, you know, making it a thing that I really make a part of my daily life, you know, doing music and, and wanting to release and record. And I definitely don't want to leave a year, like I said, in between projects again. I just want to consistently release. So that's definitely my plan for 2021 and beyond. Yeah, because you constantly have to be in front of people because people's attention spans are so short these days. So, you know, you, you constantly have to kind of, you know, drip music out to people and get and keep a new song focused on, on your fan base and growing your fan base because there is so much music coming out this year. It is really easy to kind of get lost in the shuffle because it seems like every Friday there's a half dozen to a dozen albums that are being released and it seems like every release is, like, awesome. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's because a lot of people, you know, waited to release their projects and, and spent a lot of time on their projects. And, you know, it's funny you were talking about like attention spans and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people now I feel like aren't releasing full length projects because they feel like a lot of people don't really care to listen to an album all the way through. I'm the complete opposite. I love when an album is 14 tracks and I love every single track. And, you know, I can listen, you know, to it from start to end. But especially with this time, I feel like people's attention spans is lower. So I see a lot of people releasing more, you know, consistent singles rather than a full length project because they feel like people will not listen to the whole thing, which is really interesting because I know it didn't always used to be like that, you know? Yeah, it is, you know, it's a very interesting time in music. You know, you have basically a big giant pause on most artists and bands' records last year. Now, everyone made music last year because everybody had the downtime to do it, and then everything that was paused is finally coming out. Now you have the fact that all this music is out there. Now you have to tour on it, and a lot of people can't right now. So what are they doing? Are they sitting around? Some people are doing press and interviews like this. And others are continuing to write because they know that they lost a year of getting out on the road, so they have a new record. Do we? Do they want to complete another record and another album and just keep continually touring on first record and second record? It's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of different variables that are, you know, going on right now, and it's it's just a, it's an interesting time to love music and to love rock music. So. Um, my next question and last subject, you know, for, for you is as far as rock music goes and as far as where we're at in terms of relevancy and what is happening in the music genre, it seems like the last decade, probably more than that, rock and roll kind of took a backseat to other genres of music. And now with all the albums that are being released and all the things that are happening, there is a huge giant resurgence in what's happening. It's everywhere right now. How do you feel? What's your perspective on what things are, are occurring or, and why things are occurring? And what do you see you know, the genre, for the genre in the future? I feel like, you know, I completely agree with you that it definitely kind of took like the back seat. And I don't think that that was, you know, really anyone's fault. I think if anything, it's just kind of like, how the world changes and, and how different people want to listen to different music. For me, you know, I'd rather listen to Pearl Jam 10 than sit and listen to anything that's on pop radio right now, you know? I feel like a lot of people um, don't didn't really listen to rock anymore, especially now, you know, with the age of, you know, TikTok and, and the different songs that are becoming famous from the platform. It definitely took a back seat and that was really unfortunate because rock is my favorite genre and it's been really awesome to see the resurgence and, and how people are having a new appreciation for it. And people are like, oh, I'd much rather listen to this than anything that's super produced on top radio, you know? And some of my favorite bands like Blacktop Mojo and, um, you know, Pearl Jam and, you know, Red Sun Rising and Violent, you know, like they're all, you know, really making great rock music and it's not always recognized, but I think it really should be because I feel like the true musicianship and the true rock genre is something that's so important. And a lot of people kind of overlook it, especially now, like I said, in the age where we have all this different music kind of coming up that really doesn't mean anything, you know? And that's, that's one of the main reasons why I love rock is because a lot of the songs for me actually mean something. You can tell there's a lot of thought going into the lyrics and into the music. And 
it makes you feel something. And I feel like with rock, that's why a lot of people are kind of listening to it more now is because it actually makes them feel, which is which is really cool. So I'm happy that it's definitely coming back. Yeah, it's almost like it's going to be everywhere that you're not going to be able to get away from it. You know, I mean... Which you know, is good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's really interesting because you, you see all this music coming out in, in the future of, the, you know, the near future with this year and you know who hasn't released an album yet but will. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to... You, you can't get away from it. And I think what will happen as a result of that is all the, the mainstream access, which, let's face it, rock and roll doesn't really need mainstream to be successful. But as we've seen in the past... When things just are too big and too strong, the mainstream has to accept it. They're almost forced to. Yeah, I mean, totally. And and now, you know, another thing, too, is, uh, you know, like, Bird Event Speed is one of my favorite bands. They're about to release their record. And already, because of the singles that they released, there's so much buzz around it. And it is true. If something is so big people aren't going to be able to ignore it. And I'd rather it be rock music than another genre, you know? So it's pretty awesome. And I'm happy that it's coming back and that people are really appreciating it for what it is, because it is a great genre. And there's so many great ones. But to see it take a back seat when it really is, I feel like one of the best genres, in my opinion, was was definitely interesting. But it's coming back. And like you said, when it's so big, you can't ignore it. So it's awesome. Yeah, it is really, you know, an exciting time to be a new band, a new artist, a band with a new record coming out because there's so much. And I think because of the year that we've had, you know, when you look at the young people that any genre needs to connect with, you need angst and you need a little bit of anger for rock and roll to be successful. And when a young 16-year-old, 15-year-old kid is sitting at home doing the same thing every day, that angst and that little bit of anger keeps growing and they turn to the music that has always been there for those types of emotions. And that's rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Well, Sydney, it's been a blast. Thank you very much for the conversation. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun and, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the most important thing, I guess. Right. I, I just got my my first dose of the vaccine the other day, and I'm just looking forward to getting my second one. So I hopefully that's great. I hopefully we're all on the road to being safe and being healthy again, so we can all do what we love to do. Yeah, I hope so. And, and you know, hopefully again, concerts come back sooner rather than later. Yes, yes. Let's hope. Let's keep our fingers crossed. All right, everybody, that's Sydney Sherwood with her EP Headspace out now. It was out February 27th this past year. This Gosh, it's been a little bit over a month now. I can't believe we're already in April. But go check that out. It's absolutely phenomenal. You will definitely enjoy it. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.